0: Welcome to the Kona
1: Edge, where you'll discover what the best triathletes in the world do to give them the edge.
0: Welcome onto to this edition of the Kona Edge. I'm having a, a quiet chuckle to myself because I think this may be one of the noisiest podcasts I do record. Uh, as Murphy would have it, I'm pretty pressed for time while trying to get this out. And uh, it happens to be, one, raining uh, in Cape Town, which I'm not complaining about. We need the rain. We're having an uh, incredible drought at the moment. So any rain is uh, more than welcome. But we're having a thunderstorm, which is so out of character for, for the mother city. We never have thunderstorms here. So there's thunder and lightning going around. So that's the first thing. Uh, the second thing is it's garbage uh, garbage truck day today. So the garbage truck is uh, just about to arrive. I can hear the dogs barking down the, down the road. So you might hear dogs barking and you might hear a garbage truck. Uh, and number three, our garden service decides today is the day to arrive. So uh, as we speak, they're outside in the rain mowing our lawn. So uh, it's going to be an interesting podcast to, to say the least. But thank you for joining me today. And uh, I've got another incredible story to share with you. Uh, Arlene Ayub joins us today. And uh, yeah, she's got an incredible story to share. That's coming up in just a moment. And we've got exciting things uh, happening here behind the scenes at the Kona Edge We've been working furiously uh, to to sort of make things happen and and make the podcast self-supportive. We've had a whole bunch of people uh, help us out by becoming patrons of the show. If you haven't become a patron yet, uh, I'd like to urge you to because it helps us keep the lights on and the hamster wheel turning. But uh, I've got some awesome things in the pipeline. I'm very, very excited. Some of the stuff we're going to roll out over time, Uh, some of the stuff's available right now, and it's going to be happening lots uh, in the weeks and months to come. So uh, the first thing I wanted to share with you i'm recording this on wednesday uh the as we record this wednesday the 26th of april is the date today if you're listening to it when it comes out uh, you'll get it but next week tuesday which is just under a week from now and i'll tell you the exact date as we speak it's the beginning of may it's the second of may so tuesday the second of may uh one of the patron levels uh, support levels there you have it. There's some lightning for you. Cape Town lightning uh, and thunder. So one of the support levels is uh, something called a surprise, surprise interview. And we've got our first one lined up. I'm not going to tell you who it is. All I'm going to tell you is they're a multiple Iron Man winner. They're a multiple 70.3 winner. They're also... Uh, I'm just thinking, if memory serves me correctly, they're the current long-distance world champion, the former 70.3 world champion, and uh, we're going to have them uh, chatting to us uh, here on the Kona Edge. So if you'd like to be part of that interview, if you'd like to get all the details and find out who it is, I've announced it on the Patreon page already. Uh, All you have to do is head over to thekonaedge.com forward slash support and... uh, Yeah, any level of support is welcome from Dollar really helps us keep things going here. I've also been in discussions with some big brands in the triathlon space and what we are going to be doing, I haven't announced this before on the podcast, but every month we're going to be giving something away. So it might be a wetsuit, it might be a helmet, it might be a bicycle, it might be a sports watch. Who knows? I'm chatting to lots of brands and there's lots of interest because we've got a fairly decent sized audience. So every single month we're going to be giving away something but the only people who get to go into the draw for that are patrons of the of the cone edge obviously we want to try and keep this going and uh there are costs involved so if you haven't done it yet please go over to the forward slash support literally a dollar a month that's five u.s cents a podcast that you listen to is uh what you'll be supporting at a dollar a month which is uh nothing five dollars a month it's a quarter a quarter 25 cents is what it's uh, going to cost you uh, over a month per podcast. So that is uh, absolutely, and I think there's obviously higher tiered levels as well, uh, and that's all on the way. Also, don't forget we're giving away another Iron Man entry. I'm going to give you details about that a little bit later on in today's podcast. And uh, yeah, let's get uh, some other housekeeping out of the way, and then we'll touch base with Arlene Ayu. It's time for today's Coach's Corner. If you're an athlete looking for a coach, it doesn't matter where you are in the world, we've got access to some of the best triathlon and Ironman coaches around. If you'd like to find out more, uh, hook up with one of our coaches, whether you need help with a swim, bike, run, or nutrition, all you have to do is head over to theconeedge.com forward slash coaching. You can get all the details there. Check out all the coaches that uh, we've got access to. And don't forget, too, if you are a coach and you would like to get access to uh, the podcast and get uh, a bit of a plug on the podcast, all you have to do is head over to that same URL, okay? It's thekonaedge.com forward slash coaching. Scroll down to the bottom of the page, and you can get all the details there. So that's thekonaedge.com forward slash coaching. Welcome on to the Kona Edge, and we go to Montreal now to catch up with Arlene Ayoub. Uh, Arlene, welcome. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. It's
1: nice to be uh, talking to you, uh, someone who's in the nice uh, warm weather.
0: <laughs> yeah. You, you were just telling me before we started recording, uh, obviously, the weather in Montreal right now is not conducive to, to Ironman trading. You had a, a massive blizzard. There's lots of snow about.
1: We've got lots of snow. there. Road uh, crews are out cleaning up about fifty centimeters of snow. Uh, Cars were abandoned. Uh, uh, Cars were snowed in. There was kids were off school. It was really a mess.
0: Wow, you must have a pretty good relationship with your indoor training, your treadmill, then.
1: Yes, we uh, we train indoors about three days a week on uh, on our bikes, and. and actually, we run indoors. Also, we try to get outside on the weekends for longer runs if the weather permits. But we're we're certainly dressed with trail shoes and uh, warm weather, you know, cold weather clothing. Yeah.
0: I mean, you're a Canadian. You're used to it. Do you, you this been part of part of your life? I'm sure. I mean, you wouldn't want it any other way, I guess.
1: You know, you, you think we'd be used to it. <laughs> <laughs> we spend a lot of time talking about the weather and comparing. Uh, war stories about uh, blizzards from uh, years gone by. It's a, it's a huge preoccupation
0: with Canadians. We, we, I, I spent quite a bit of time in the States uh, as soon as I finished high school, and uh, I was an exchange student in, in Montgomery, Alabama, of all places. And uh, one of my host families knew uh, a Canadian family down in Florida, and, and they just used to dodge they just used to dodge winter, so they used to head down to Florida. But there's a, a massive Canadian contingent down in, in, in Florida. Ever thought of moving to somewhere a bit more tropical during winter?
1: Well, we actually were very lucky and spent a month in Hawaii, and there's a lot of Canadians down you know, down there, most, uh, mostly Westerners, people from BC and Calgary. Um, In fact, I think I met more Canadians uh, in the month of uh, January in uh, Maui than I did
0: Americans. (laughs) (laughs) That's quite funny. As far as the sports, Olin, where did did your interest in triathlon stem from? Where did it all begin?
1: I started running first. Um, I started running um, when my children were um, late teenagers. And um, just for something to do on my own, um, sort of just grabbed a pair of running shoes and went out running. And found that I actually loved it. Uh, so I started with the running, I started with the marathon. And then, like most things, the way most things go, uh, I had friends that were doing triathlon. And uh, probably over a couple of glasses of wine, we all decided <laughs> to sign up for uh, Man. Um, not knowing how to swim, I had a year to learn how to swim, and uh, I've been doing it ever since. So that was, uh, my first one was in 2005.
0: Why is there always wine involved in these decisions, Ollie <laughs>
1: <laughs> Most, yes. I don't know if it was a good decision or a bad decision, <laughs> but I... Anyway.
0: You, you mentioned that you started running just obviously to to get out in time for you and 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 to be with you essentially. When did you realize you were you actually had some ability? You were pretty good at these things.
1: Um, gosh, I, you know, you're only as good as your last event, I suppose. I, I just knew that I enjoyed it and that I was getting better as I went along, and then it became a very a social thing. I had a lot of friends that I trained with, and that was a big part of my enjoyment. Um, and it was fun um, to discover something new about myself later on in life, if I can say. And uh, I, when you know, first Man I finished it, and I thought, well, okay, that's not too bad. I guess I'll keep going. And you know, ten years later, I'm still, I'm still at it. So. Um, I've learned a lot uh, with every race, and um, as far as being good at it, well, I'm still enjoying it. So I think that's more of a factor.
0: Brilliant, Alina. It's interesting you you say that you. you I mean, you you started running, uh, or you discovered something new about yourself later on in life, and and I think as a mom, uh, it's it's difficult because I think most women struggle with that particularly once they've had kids that they they almost put their kids and their husbands sort of in the forefront and they they almost neglect themselves and it's it's quite inspiring i i know a couple of people here in south africa there's a good example of a of an ultra marathon runner she's got two little girls uh she's a chartered accountant and she's uh, realized that she's actually pretty good and she's she's winning races uh, and and not as an age group as a as a professional now which is which is amazing and sometimes it's important to do stuff for you as a, as a mom and, and take that time because it, it allows you to sort of grow as a person essentially, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm 60. Um, so I didn't grow up doing sports. I never did sports. And so this was a re- revelation for me. And I, I think that um, it's become such a huge part of my life and it's keeping me healthy that um i you know i would encourage any any mother anybody that's got obligations and responsibilities whether they're children or work to not forget that aspect not part of their lives and get out doing whatever it doesn't have to be iron or, you know it doesn't have to be triathlon but just get out and move mm. it's such over it's so good for your body and your head
0: how do you get the juggle right? The balance of, of everything, uh, family life, work life, uh, training. I mean, you, you say it doesn't have to be an Ironman, but a lot of work goes into training for an Ironman for you personally. How, how do you keep that balance?
1: Well, um, I now work, uh, I'm self-employed, so my schedule's quite flexible. I can also work, um, uh, remotely. So keep my clients, uh, up to date that way. Uh, I don't have children at home anymore. I have grandchildren now, so <laughs> uh, still, uh, yeah, it still involves a bit of juggling. You know, you get sometimes you get yourself in trouble when you overschedule. I think as women, we try and please too many people, and we try and and do uh, as much as we can for everybody. Uh, so scheduling for me is a big thing. I have to be careful not to overdo. Um, but you know it it kind of sorts
0: itself out with regards to you you talk about the training and, and and having that that family balance your your husband's also involved in the sport he also is a pretty good athlete in his own right as well do you do you get to train together much or are you are you pretty competitive when you're together and it's best that you don't train together otherwise you end up racing all the time
1: no, we, we train together. Um, we're not competitive against each other. In fact, he's really got much more of a background than I do, so he helps Dan a lot. In fact, he's my coach, he writes all my programs. Um, it's, it's so nice that uh, we're both doing it because it can be difficult in a, for a couple. If one is very involved in a sport or any hobby and the other one is not so it's very it's a blessing that we're both involved and in fact we were at Kona together this year
0: that's awesome so, I love that what what do your kids think about this?
1: Um, <laughs> uh, I, I think they're proud of us um, you know they're kind of in the thick of things right now they've got little kids and big jobs and so they're busy uh, they kind of just watch us coming and going and you know they, they don't like to hear about if we've fallen, or if we had some kind of mishap. That worries them. Uh, the grandkids, uh, we have four grandchildren, they don't know any different. They think this is what all grandparents <laughs> do. So they're not <laughs>
0: i love that you know that you're condemning them to to at some stage in their life do this don't you arlene i, I grew up in a in a, a family my dad's an ultra marathon, and i swore that i would never do it uh, and my brother now does ult, uh, ultra marathons. he does ironmans i do the same and it's it's all because of my dad but we did get him back we sucked him into ironman at 67 so he did his first ironman at 67 so there we go you you, you well, I'm sure your kids at some stage Are going are to want to do this Arlene, life lessons out of Ironman What are some of the biggest things That uh, the sport has taught you?
1: Um, I would say uh, Two things uh, Run your own race um, So um, I learned early on In racing that uh, Not to chase anybody just to run my own race, uh, listen to my own um, inner voice, um, and you know what? You end up just where you're supposed to be uh, in a race. And I think that translates very easily to the way I view life. Just, you know, keep going and, and do it. Once you have an idea of what you're supposed to be doing, be true to that. And, uh, and another thing is steadiness. Steadiness for me in a race is huge. I I try and stay within a certain parameter and respect that. And and you know uh, everybody knows in an Ultraman, in an Ironman you have moments where you just want to give up and you just you you're always wondering what the heck am I doing this for? And then you eat something and you feel better. <laughs> and you keep going. So. It's managing the ups and downs of um, our energy levels and our moods and that translates also to life. You know, there's some days you wake up and it's raining and you don't want to go to work and you hate everything that's going on any particular day and another day you've been in a totally different mood. So run your own race and just persevere.
0: Have you got any regrets? Do you wish you possibly had started earlier?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I wish I had started earlier, but no, I wouldn't. It would have been maybe had a different result. Uh, I think I think the way it happened I, was that I had the time to do it when I when it started, so I never got any. Um, I never felt guilty about taking time away from young kids. I had older teenagers, but I, I never had that extra burden of worrying that, you know, somebody wasn't getting fed on time or somebody's homework wasn't getting done because I was somewhere else.
0: And so
1: it worked out. Yeah.
0: And sometimes it's better to get away from teenagers because uh, it'll stop you from killing them.
1: Absolutely,
0: <laughs> and I say that as a father of a teenager, so I speak from experience. So, uh, without a doubt, without a doubt. As far as age and as you get older in the sports, obviously you, you can't keep getting faster. How do you how do you sort of deal with that? It's it's something I think a lot of age groupers who who are getting getting slightly older grapple with. It's uh, yeah, it's difficult. It's not uh, it's not something that I'm sure you like thinking about.
1: Um, well, getting older, um, I also see friends around me, uh, and, uh, that are dealing with health issues, so at least, uh, might not be getting faster, but I'm, I'm still in there and I'm still doing it and it's, uh, it's a blessing and I uh, I hope I will be able to do it until I'm 90. you know, I'd like to keep going as
0: long as I can. Is that the plan? I mean, you look at uh, the were eighty-year-olds at, at Kona in twenty sixteen. I mean, that's super inspiring for anyone. Is is that the plan? Do you want to keep going as long as you can keep going?
1: Yeah, I wish they'd stop raising the bar. <laughs> 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 We've got, uh, you know, Sister Madonna and several lo- others of these lovely ladies, and they keep going. And uh, so, oh, darn! That's another year I'm going to have to keep going. Yeah, I, you know, as long as I'm healthy, uh, I would love, I would love to be out there, ninety.
0: I, I always joke that my strategy to get to Kona is to outlive everyone in my age group, but it's not looking good at the moment. There's some some really, really fast old guys. So uh it's yeah, I'm gonna have to come up with a different one. Aline, what's so special I mean, I what, what what is it that's so special about Kona? What what's if I say the word Kona, what do you think?
1: Um mm, you know, I I respect <laughs> It is uh, a race that, uh, oh boy, it comes and gets you. It just, um, it's an environment like you've done before, but gosh, you know, the the level of the participants is just that much higher. So you're um, intimidated, and the weather for, particularly for any North Americans going there can be, very challenging the winds the winds are it's very hard not to be discouraged and then you get out and you're on that that run and you want to get out and finish before it gets too dark you still still coming back and hear Mike Riley's voice and you um, you think okay I can hear him I must have been not too far away uh, but I have a lot of respect for that course it is Truly challenging Um, and anybody that goes out there and and, uh, tries their best should uh, be very proud of themselves
0: What's the secret to having a a good race on the big island?
1: Um, Well I think you can't give too much in the swim. I think you have to um Conserve your energy. If you go, uh, you know, uh, too too hard in the swim, you're going to come out a dehydrated um, and be exhausted. Um, and the other secret uh, for me is that I know that going out, maybe the winds won't be as difficult. But as soon as you turn around and heavy, uh, as the day goes on, those winds come up stronger and stronger, and you're tired. Now you're tired. And you've got to just put your head down and keep your legs moving. Not try to be a hero and push big watts. Just keep your head down and keep going. And um, and the run, um, well, it's going to be humid. It's going to be really hot. Uh, and once you've gone out on, on the first loop, which isn't quite half, and you go up on the highway, you've got a big climb there. And that, uh, that can also come... And and get you get your morale down because then you're just facing this highway that it seems to go on and on and on forever. So it's um, it comes back a little bit to what I was saying before managing your your mood and and making and, and and cutting up your goals in very small pieces. In other words, if you can get to the the next light and get to the next kilometer marker get to the next um food station by the by little by little you'll just heat it up and, and get and get the course done so it's not don't let yourself get discouraged and uh, and conserve your energy early on
0: that's great advice not just for kona that's that's great advice for anybody particularly who's doing their their first iron man because uh it's you look at that distance on paper. You think to yourself, "That's crazy. Like, why am I doing this?" And if you if you break it up, it just makes it more manageable. And and I think I don't know if you'd agree. That's probably the best bit of advice I would give to to an out and out novice.
1: Yeah, um, you know, it's 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 a long day. Uh, you can't wish it to be over. You have just got to be, and you've got to stay present in 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 your in your activity. If you're running, uh, sometimes I just kind of listen to my footfalls, or sometimes I try and listen to breathing of people around me. Something that keeps you in the moment, not kind of, what am I gonna have for <laughs> the post-race party? Just try, try and stay in the moment, and and live it every every step of the way. Because, you know, Kona, I don't know if I'll ever go back. God um, willing, I will. But you know, you have to enjoy it while you're
0: there. Yeah, there's no guarantees. That's I think the the big thing too. And and it's funny. Every age group that I speak to who's who's been that, that they, they say that to me that you never know if if this is going to be your last one or not. And uh, you've got to soak it up. And it, it's difficult because I don't think anyone has a perfect race on the Big Island because the 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 distance of the race is so long and the duration so long. You might have a lot that goes right, but there's always one or two things that go wrong. Have you had the perfect the perfect race, or is there is there still something out there that you think can go better?
1: Oh no, I, there's I don't think I'll I've ever had a perfect race. I've had some perfect parts of a race, uh, like a perfect run or a good bike and a, a good swim, but. Having them all together on one day, oh boy, <laughs> that would be uh, that would be incredibly lucky. Um, uh, I think that uh, you have to have per- perfect moments within the best you can do. Mm.
0: Aline, what what do you still want to achieve in this sport? What's what's still left to do?
1: Um, I would like to do. Uh, uh, I'd like to keep working on, um, my biking, um, I'd like to be able to, um, so I've been working on that this winter indoors, um, I'd like to travel to some more locations, um, uh, uh, perhaps, uh, I've never been, uh, over to Asia, or I've never done any events in Europe, so that might be something on the bucket list. Um, uh, I think I think I'm, any opportunity that I'm given to participate in this in triathlon, I I I, I have the time and I have uh, the health to do it. So I'm really open. I'm really open to any opportunity. Mm.
0: Recovery is a, is a big one as, as age catches up as well. How many of these yeah. sort of races do you think you've got in you a year, particularly Ironman distance, because they do take it out of you and uh, the older you get, the tougher it gets to, to bounce back?
1: Yeah, I, uh, for me, the, it's less about, um, I think, the number of events and more about me taking a recovery uh, days in my schedule. So, this year I'll be doing a half um, in Florida in three weeks. Uh, then I'll be doing the half here uh, in Trauma in June and uh, probably the full here in, uh, in uh, August. So, and just having done, having done Kona last fall, that'll give me two fulls and two halves mm. within a 12 month.
0: Yeah. Do you feel that's the ideal for you right now?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um I feel I can handle I feel, feel I can handle that schedule without too much difficulty, but then again, it uh, it, it also involves that I have scheduled recovery days within my week. Mm.
0: And and that's vital, and and I I think that's probably one of the big mistakes that that athletes getting into the sport make is they they feel like they've just got to keep going and they've they've just it's just all or nothing, and and a lot of them break down and get burnt out. Recovery is is just so so important, and and like you say, more so in the the actual weekly training than uh, after a race or, or bouncing back after a race.
1: Yeah, and, and I think a piece of advice that I would give people that are just getting into it, you know, it's not about the race, it's about the uh, process. And so, if you're hating the process, then you'll just do one Ironman and you'll never go back. So, l- learn to like the process, um, have fun doing it, um, and, and if you have a bad training day, Try and see what you can learn from that. You know, um, don't compare yourself to others. Uh, If you've had a bad training day, well, maybe you've had a lousy day at work or you have a cold or something. What can you learn from it? Well, I I shouldn't have um, pushed myself to do it. I should have stayed home that day. It wasn't healthy. Or gosh, maybe I haven't been training as the
0: way I should, or maybe I'm not eating the way I should. There's something to be learned from every time we go at the door. Arlene, you, you mentioned that you you gotta to learn to love the process. What are what are some of the things you can do and, and I find it interesting that your hubby coaches you because uh, uh yeah, I mean that, that could that could make a couple of interesting dinner conversations, I'm sure. But do is it a case of, of really If something's not working for you, sit down with your coach and sort it out as opposed to trying and hammering out those things and getting to a point where you're absolutely hating it.
1: Yeah, you know, just because it's written on paper doesn't mean you have to to do it. And if my husband was here, he'd tell you that I'm probably his his most difficult (laughs) um, athlete. But, uh, yeah, you know, the the, the training program and the process is is supposed to work for you, (laughs) not the other way around. So if there's something that's not jiving, then, yeah, you know, take a minute uh, uh, or two and and sit down and rethink it. it. You know, a training program is specific to an athlete. So... What can you get out of that training program that's going to make you a better person and a better athlete? And it, and it, and you know, surround yourself with people that are training. You're going to, if they're better than you, then you're going to learn something. If you, if they're not as strong as you, well then you can help them because we've all been helped uh, in, in, in our uh, process of becoming uh, triathletes. Um, Sometimes just go out and have an easy run and enjoy nature you'll come back with more resourced and uh and with a smile on your face if you're ending every training with uh you know exhausted and miserable something's something's not right
0: yeah it's definitely it's not going to last long like you say you might stick around for one or two but then uh, you're going to go on and, and find golf or something and uh yeah the golf's definitely not as uh, fun as as an iron man i think
1: yeah. No, but most people don't understand. I don't think most people understand the way we think, but yeah, I would agree with you.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Aline, and then just finally to to wrap things up, uh, looking at some of your achievements over your career, what are you most proud of? Oh, uh, uh, gosh,
1: Um the time. I mean, I'm I'm proud of my times. Um, uh, I'm proud of the way I've conducted myself in races. Sometimes I've had to lend a hand to somebody else in a race, uh, slow down and 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 talk to them. So I'm 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 I am uh, proud of the the way that I've run my races uh, as a as a human being and not as a uh, hugely competitive. Back. Athlete at no cost, um, and uh, yeah, and I think I'm proud uh, of the fact that the people that I train with are—we're all still talking to each other after all these years. So <laughs> I think we have um, I think we have a pretty good group and a pretty good recipe for for uh, going through Ironman training.
0: Brilliant. Well, and you thank you so much for your time on this edition of The Cone Edge. Much appreciated. I look forward to getting you on to talk a little bit about your, your individual disciplines, but we'll save that for another time. Thanks uh, for your time today. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Kona Edge. She's awesome, isn't she? Love that. Eileen, uh, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. And, uh, yeah, if there's someone that you think I should chat to, I get lots of requests uh, for interviews on the podcast. There is one proviso. If you haven't raced on the big island... I can't chat you, unfortunately. Uh, so that's the that's the deal. Uh, I'm pretty much open to to chatting to uh, anyone who's who's raced on the Big Island. So if you've raced on the Big Island and you'd like to share your story, or if you know someone who you think would be a good fit, please just pop me an email. Brad at thekonaedge is my email address. We've been getting some amazing reviews as well here on the podcast. Going in this week from D Solberg in the United States, giving us a, a five star review. Uh, saying, excellent interviews, advice, and perspectives from a wide variety of Kona qualifiers. I couldn't enjoy the podcast more and will definitely refer fellow triathletes to the show. Brad's unique, candid, and positive attitude are the perfect complement to professionally produced podcasts. Dee Solberg, you are a legend. Thank you so much uh, for those kind words. And if you haven't left us a review, please do head over to uh, thekonaedge.com forward slash win. You can get the details there of exactly how you can leave a review. But you also stand in line to win an Ironman entry if you leave us a review. So I'm going to pay once again this year for someone to race an Ironman anywhere in the world out of my pocket. So go check it out. That's thekonaedge.com forward slash win. And that's enough of me rambling on. Until tomorrow, have yourself a superb Wednesday. Take care of you and yours. And we look forward to catching up there. Cheers. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Kona Edge.
1: Don't forget to connect with us on social media. Simply search for The Kona Edge.